Here's an old proverb. When pastors display love for people, the love of the people will be displayed to the pastor. We need to talk about this aspect of ministry, giving and showing love to the people one serves. Elder T. Marshall Kelly will be joining us for a real heartfelt discussion about pastors loving people. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we share best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Elder Kelly, what a privilege it is to have you on Ministry in Motion. It's a joy to be with you. I am, I am really honored. I have listened to you for many years. I grew up on Friday nights listening to your songs with my family at Sabbath Devotion. And so it's an honor and a privilege to have you on today. Thank you very much. I, I am intrigued by this subject because every time I talk to you, you have a thematic, you give thematic advice about loving people. I remember the last time I met you down in Huntsville, Alabama, you said, Elder, just love the people. Why are you so passionate about that? Well, only because of John 3:16. Hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. He didn't say whatsoever. He doesn't love buildings and cars and, and all those kind of things. He loves people only. Mm. So I thought since I'd like to live with him forever <laughs> that I'll see it on the same track with him. And mm. then 1 John 4, 8 said, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And there's one more reason. Yeah. I'm certainly sad to see the divisives that divide us in the church. Yeah. Old, young, rich, poor, uh, different ethnic groups. Hmm. He said, love one another. Hmm. And that love is not phileo, not eros, it's not friendship, it's agape. Yes. And that love cannot be manufactured. Hmm. That comes from Christ through the vessel to his people. Mm. Now, you know, all of us are on a journey towards understanding how to love, how to give love, how to practice love, how to show love. Um, do you have a personal journey with this whole powerful word? Because God is love. So what about your journey uh, as a pastor, uh, as a singing evangelist, as a religion teacher? Uh, what, what have you found to be uh, powerfully influential in expressing love for people? I hate to be simplistic, <laughs> but every time I look at Jesus on that cross, I look at him also letting human beings spit in his face, wow. slap him around then die on the cross for people who were jeering him. Mm. And when I look at him, that tells me I'm just a novice. I haven't even begun. 
Yeah. I noticed that people put clothes on Jesus on the cross. I just can't see that as being the way Romans killed people. Hmm. How could they gamble for the clothes and he had still his clothes on? Right. So he went through the lowest depths of embarrassment and shame so that I could have eternal life through faith in him. Hmm. And therefore, that's why that his, his life and his death, he came down here knowing. But, Elder, do you know we didn't even send for Jesus to come and die for us? Mm. He saw our need. He saw our utter helplessness. Sure. Yeah. And he came. <laughs> so I'm just a novice. I, whatever little I do is, is in comparison. It's not, it's, it's not even worth mentioning. You know, some people may be wondering, why are we even discussing this whole subject of pastors loving people? Should they be synonymous? Um, you know, I would dare say, Elder Kelly, it, it, it may not always be synonymous. Uh, sometimes we as pastors have a hard time loving people who don't love us. And uh, there could be even the whole journey of self-love. Yes. Pastors grew up in abusive homes. Yes. Uh, pastors are challenged by this. Uh, what have you found to be the benefits, the results of a loving pastor in ministry? Well, a loving pastor in ministry as a boy saved my life twice. Really? Elder U.S. Willis Sr. Uh, was preaching one day, and he said, when you don't accept the salvation that Jesus offers you, mm. it's like spitting in the face of someone that just saved you from drowning. Well, I was actually drowning in Lake Erie, going down for the third time. Really? The water was so deep, I could not even come to the surface. There were two men sitting on the rocks. And one, I heard a voice saying, that boy can't swim. Wow. I was about 14. They jumped in the water and saved me. One man was Caucasian. The other man was African-American. Mm. They asked my story, why are you doing this? Next time you will learn how to swim, don't jump in the water 16 feet deep. Oh, wow. So you can imagine when he associated a person turning against Jesus, it's like spitting in the face of someone who saved you. Sure. It made a lot of sense. And I went down the aisle that day. Mm. Now, may I share this with you? That I thought I'd look up on the uh, Ecology Network. You know what it says? 6,775 people die every day in the United States of America. Mm. 6,775. Mm. For the year, it's 2,473,018. Mm. And it must be that we pass some of these people wow. that yeah. we will never see again. And Jesus said, by this shall all men know yes. if you love one another. Right. Mm. So that keeps me going because I don't know which one of the 6,000 I've just passed. <laughs> have, you, have you struggled at all? with loving people oh, yes. who have not loved you? Oh, yes, sir. 
And when you're a pastor, if you come to a church, they've already gone to the church where you were. They know all of your faults. Mm -hmm. You don't go there to be loved. You go there to be a channel of God's love to them. Wow. By the way, even if everybody loves you and you die, can they resurrect you? No. Can they get you out of the ground? Hmm. Can they get you off the ground to go to heaven? Hmm. Jesus said, by this shall all men know. Yes. And Jesus, you know, one of the things that gets to me is that uh, when people say they are commandment keepers, uh -huh. and I look at Matthew 22, 36 to 40, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. And the second is likened to it, love your neighbor as yourself. The first four commandments, our duty to God. Last six, our duty to our fellow man. So simply by keeping the fourth commandment, mm. you're not a commandment keeper. All commandment keepers are lovers. Wow, Elder Kelly. Oh, you got me on the edge of my seat. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. We're talking with Elder T. Marshall Kelly about loving as a pastor. Elder Kelly, when we left, you talked about commandment keepers should be lovers. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Only, only lovers go to heaven. Yes. I read a statement from the uh, servant of the Lord. It says, the religion uh, that the love of Christ is diffusive and aggressive. Mm. Mm. Okay. You don't need people to love you. You need to love them. Wow. If Jesus loves me, mm -hmm. you can't love me like he loves me. Sure. But he says, I want you to be a channel of my love. Yeah. And when that happens, now the enemy does something to us. You know what he does? He has us looking at untruths, watching movies, mm. shedding tears over things that are not even real. Mm. And when somebody's hurting, wow. our tears are gone. Wow. Mm. That's a real statement. Um, and this whole concept of loving people. And, and I love what you said about pastors going to serve and not going to be loved, but to display and be a conduit of God's love. Yes. What benefits really um, have you seen with pastors who do that? Uh, who display love, who share love. Do you know when congregations um, uh, have, have been, or the pastor has modeled that love? Can you see it in congregations? Oh, yes. <clears throat> you can. Because many times the congregations, uh, they mimic their pastor. Okay. But now the benefits are, is that you can't beat God giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I have never given more than God later on has given to me. Yeah. And there are more people, there are more beings in this universe that love me than don't. Mm. Yes. There are millions of Christians in every segment of society 
who love you, who love that pastor. Yes. Because the love of Christ is in their hearts. Yeah. And so many times they'll come alongside you at a time when you think nobody cares. Mm. You can't outlove the Lord. <laughs> no, you can't. You know? And the benefit is also the world is watching. Mm. Jesus said, by this will all men know that you are my disciples. Yes. Not by what you teach, but if you have love one for another. I've had members, I don't want to go over time, but I had one lady stop coming to church. I called her on the phone and she said, uh, Pastor, uh, I'm not coming back because of the way you treated me. Mm. I said, what did I do? She said, you know what you did. I said, would you please tell me? Right. Well, she said, don't try to act like you don't know what you did. And I said, well, just tell me. Do you want me to get up in church and apologize in front of the congregation? I will. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you did? I said, no, I don't. She said, you were walking down the aisle with another minister, and I had my hand out to shake your hand, and you walked right on by. Mm. I said, I didn't see your hand. Yes. You didn't see me? I said, no, I didn't. I'll get up in church mm. and ask forgiveness to you. Because that person is the soul for whom Jesus died. Sure. And when I hurt them, I have a responsibility to ask forgiveness. Mm. And I'm saying to you, when you see love in action, and the New Testament church Yes. Everybody in the New Testament church was so, so amazing in their love for each other. The world said, oh, how they love one another. Yes. And Seventh-day Adventist Christians love one another, too. Hmm. Uh, wow, that, that is real. Where does humility play in all of this? Well, Elder Williams, to me, humility... Uh, only one person really qualifies for the word humble, and that was Jesus. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, yes. even the death of the cross. The rest of us, <laughs> we, we, we're wannabes. We're wannabes. <laughs> I, I would like to be humble, mm. but I don't think that I am. Yeah. Because if you think you are humble, that means you're proud of your humility. <laughs> That's true. See? And that we're not. True. We're not. Mm. But I tell you, but I'm so concerned about the young people. You know, we, Jesus came all the way from heaven mm. to save us. And many times we say we are too busy to go visit them. Mm. And we should go visit our young people. Okay. Is that an expression of love? Yes. When you, when you come out and go where they are. You're on their turf then. Sure. And when you go in, and some of the people in the church know the Lord even better than the pastor. Amen to that. They've been through sickness. They've been through death. They can teach you something. Yes. And if we realize that we could care about each other. One, one pastor told me, uh, Elder Barron told me, after I got him upset a little bit because I was kept begging, give me some ideas about young people. Hmm. And he said, do you visit your young people in their home, not to see their parents, but to see them? 
Mm. And then he said, do you go to the public school and visit your members, young people in the, in the church who can't go to church school? Wow. I said, no, I haven't. He said, start there. <laughs> May I tell you, it makes a difference. Mm. Now, you taught religion in um, high school academy yeah. for many years. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. What did you learn about the authenticity of love? Do young people know when you're phony, when you really don't love them? Well, some of them think you're phony anyway. <laughs> See, we, we, have, we must stop thinking that everybody loves us. Okay. That need. That need. Mm. You know, they don't. Yeah. I had one come up to me and say, I think you're phony. Mm. I asked, I asked, well, if I'm phony, would you please forgive me? Sure. And she was flabbergasted. I said, I apologize. I don't want to be phony. Mm -hmm. If I come across as phony, that's something I want to ask forgiveness for. Yeah. But again, we cannot think that we're so great. If the greatest, the creator of the universe humbled himself, Mm. came down here, let us spit in his face, slap him in, in the mouth, shame him, crucify him naked. Elder Kelly, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about loving as a pastor. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're talking with Elder T. Marshall Kelly about loving as a pastor. Elder Kelly, we were talking about loving and serving young people. Um, any lessons you've learned about loving young people or loving people in general? Um, any lessons you can think of that would help us bring home this point? Well, there's no doubt about it. The young people that I taught at high school they taught me so much. Hmm. I've seen them go through their pain as well. Yeah. And uh, I've had a, the privilege of participating in about 30, 35 of their weddings. Wow. I've had the sad thing of participating in about 12 or 13 of their funerals. <laughs> but when you work with people in every area of life, joy and sorrow, it binds you together. Yeah. And uh, if there's ever a time that we in this church need to care about each other and not care about getting something back, mm. disinterested that's, that's, you know, that's self-sacrificing, disinterested love. Yeah. That means so much. I've gone to people who didn't even care about me. Lord said, I want you to go over there and sing and have prayer. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for love, that means you doubt that God loves you. Sure. He's the greatest lover in the universe. Mm. If 10 people say they hate you, it doesn't affect his attitude about you at all. Wow. Yeah. It never changes. Mm. And so I want to encourage my pastor, friends, I want to encourage the members. I know you had a hard childhood, but God knows about your heredity. He knows where you were born. He knows when you were born. He knows the neighborhood you came up in. He knows what you didn't get at home. He knows the abuse you've gone through. If you stay with him, mm. the more you've hurt, 
the better you can help. Wow, very interesting. Um, if you were an artist, and you are, <laughs> but if you were a painting artist, and maybe you're that as well, and you had to paint a portrait of God's love, what would that portrait look like? There's only one. Hmm. His name is Jesus. I just can't say enough about Jesus coming here. Yes. Walking among men. Hmm. He saw the multitudes. He had compassion on them. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. When I look at how many people are harassed by sicknesses, disease, immorality, he looks at every person. Everyone is so precious to him. Mm. Yeah. And I, every one of our young people in our church are precious. No matter where they are right now, no matter what they're doing, Mm. They just need us to love. They don't need any more sermons. They know. Just walk alongside. Hmm. And what a blessing it is. Yes. And you can't be God-loving. Hmm. I mean, I tell you, Elder Williams, the people of God have been so kind to me through the years. Yes. I can't tell it all. You know, I was a student in um, Oakwood University, and I sat in... Uh, Edwards Hall Chapel, and you came and did our devotion. And I think you told the story of how many cars you had stolen while pastoring in Detroit. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Well, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I, can, I can remember it. How many cars did you have stolen? Four. Four cars stolen yeah. from the same church. Yeah. Parking lot. Parking lot. Wow. I didn't realize my daughter was praying that I get another one anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that that displayed to me a love for the people. Yes. Um, and and being there and serving the people. Um, what would you share with our ministers about this whole aspect of loving? Some are challenged with self-love. Some don't see the clear benefits of love. I love how you mentioned visitation. Um, what would you say in the closing minutes of the broadcast? I would just like to say, if you would have a consistent time with Jesus every day in your personal devotional life, the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit would come in and fill all of those bad crevices. Mm. It's a day-by-day -day experience, mm. but you are precious. No matter what you've been through, you are precious to God. Mm. He never gets you mixed up with anybody else. I watched a gentleman uh, preaching at Loma Linda. His name was Dr. Fred Craddock. Mm -hmm. Dr. Craddock preached there one Sabbath. But at the end of his sermon, this is what he said. I have been looking all my life to find somebody I'm better than, and I haven't found anybody yet. Wow. I, when I go to meetings and see ministers and they see these ministers who are up in the front, who are up and carrying on, mm -hmm. but that minister with a small church yeah. in a small district, mm -hmm. when he loves the people of God in that district, God is pleased. Thank you, Elder Kelly. Would you, I must ask, would you close us out with a song? 
I'll try. Please. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness seems to veil his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. When Christ shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may we then in him be found, clad in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before God's throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground, all other ground is sinking sand. It's been a real honor listening to Elder T. Marshall Kelly talk to us about pastors loving people. He shared the importance of loving in spite of it not being returned. He also shared the power of humility in love. And then he shared the portrait of love really and simply looks like Jesus. I was really blessed talking with Elder Kelly about this important subject, and I hope you've been blessed also. Until next time, thank you for joining us on Ministry in Motion.